Good evening, and welcome to our Good Friday service. Please join me in a word of prayer. God of all comfort, today we are reminded of the challenges of this week. We're reminded that the hosannas have stopped, that the palm branches and cloaks are no longer in the street, that my Jesus now is embarking upon a, a, a painful and even humiliating time. God of all comfort in our natural lives, we find this week challenging as well. We find, oh God, that people have lost their jobs, that people have gotten sick, people have, have struggled financially, people are facing areas in their lives that they have never seen before. God of all comfort, Surely you will come for us. Surely you will rescue us. Surely, oh God, you will provide us the aid that we need. Surely, in this time of challenge, Lord, we pray that this is but a comma in existence and not a period. God of all hope, help us because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen.
reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 19. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
Good Friday always exists in this tension between grief and gratitude. In this sense of grief of, over what Jesus has suffered, his humiliation, the fact that we, in our sinful nature, nature put Jesus to death again and again. But there is also always gratitude. Gratitude for the way that Jesus breaks open the power of sin. There is gratitude in his selfless act of love. And most Good Fridays, we want to run to the gratitude place. If this were a normal Good Friday, I would probably preach on the gratitude side of the crucifixion. Because after all, we started the year 2020 with the theme, grateful. But this isn't an ordinary Good Friday, and this isn't an ordinary year. We are all feeling the suffering and the grief and the difficulty of living through this pandemic. We are all feeling the grief side of the crucifixion in a way we probably don't in an ordinary year. And so it seems that this Good Friday is a time to offer a word about what seem to be at times two myths or misperceptions about the crucifixion and the cross of Jesus that many Christians seem to hold but don't feel so true this year. And the first of these is what I want to talk about as the triumph of the cross. You know, we live in a society and a culture where we like winners. We want to win. We want to come out on top. We want to be triumphant. And so often we want the cross to be the triumph of Jesus. But of course, if we don't have the resurrection in the empty tomb, we are left with nothing but a dead prophet. Triumph is not the whole story. In that uh, movie Rocky, there is an iconic scene in which he's out on his morning run, stronger than ever, running through the streets, you know, dun 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 and he goes running up those stairs, and at the top, he is triumphant. He's jumping up and down. The music is playing. And if that was all we knew of the movie Rocky, we would think he is a winner and he's on top. But of course, the rest of the story is about suffering and hard work. He hasn't even at that point overcome his adversary. In fact, uh, they will battle it out and more suffering and pain and Rocky will lose. And just like that iconic scene, the cross becomes for us an iconic scene of triumph, and yet there is so much more to the story. 
Jesus himself calls us to emulate, to model him in laying down our lives and picking up our own cross. He calls us to enter with him into the suffering of the world, to be the hands and the heart of Christ, to break open systems of injustice where we can, to feed the hungry and clothe the naked when we can, to be those people who suffer alongside a hurting world that we might bring healing and hope and, yes, life into those places. And so the cross, yes, there is a triumph to the cross, but it is also a call to us to go into the suffering places of the world on behalf of Christ and to continue his work. But there is a second myth or misperception about the cross, and that's one that personalizes the crucifixion. Uh, we all know, and probably most of us have actually said, Jesus died for me. And while there is something very comforting and true in the fact that Jesus has laid down his life for me, the scriptures tell us that Jesus died for all. The scriptures tell us that God so loved the world that he gave us his only son, Jesus. This is a communal act. It is an act of breaking open selfishness so that real relationship might emerge. And sometimes we turn the most selfless act into the world of one that is self-concerned. You see, the point of the cross is that it is breaking the power of the selfishness and the self-desire and the self-interest and breaking it open so that we might love God and love neighbor. The cross is a communal event of relationship and breaking the power of the self so that we might find the life that God calls us to. Sometimes we get caught in triumph and what's in it for me. But this Good Friday, in the midst of a pandemic, we don't feel quite that way. You and I, we are sheltering at home. You and I are social distancing. We aren't necessarily seeing friends and family we love. We can't come into the church that we love. We can't gather together. We're going out in public wearing masks. This is not an ordinary Good Friday. But we do all of these things. We enter into this self-denial. We enter into this suffering in this time so that we might flatten the curve, so that fewer infections will occur, so that fewer will be sick, so that fewer will die. 
In fact, in the next two weeks, because of our self-giving love in this time, we may see more empty tombs than if we had all gone about business as usual and acted only as if I myself matter. This Good Friday, this Good Friday, may be the truest Good Friday that any of us will ever experience. And that is the gift of Christ. Amen. When they crucified my Lord, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble. 
On this Good Friday, I pray that you would remember the sacrifice made for you and for me and for many. I pray that as you go throughout this weekend, that that would lay heavy on your heart, that you might seek God and seek him in a new and intimate way. My prayer is always that he bless you and that he keep you.